Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. With two ways to win and no rate. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for details. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. I'm joined as always by G. Hey Wiley. Brandon Deutsch, Jake Dicker, and in the first segment, not only do we have Nick Hamilton, we will be joined by WWE superstar Drew McIntyre, so let's kick things off with Nick. Nick, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good, man. I must be special to be with Drew McIntyre, man. That's, that's legendary right there. I know. This is going to be one of my favorite first <laughs> segments of all time, so we don't have a ton of time. So let's get to today's headlines brought to you by Circus Sports, Circus Millions, and Circus Survivor Pro Football Contest are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Visit CircusSports.com for details. Hit it, Jihei. <laughs> Joey Gallo pinched a uh, pinch hit a clutch three-run home run. Max Muncie hit another home run, and the Dodgers came back to beat the Minnesota Twins to improve to a remarkable 32-5 and record since the start of July. Are Gallo and Muncie guys going to have to be the huge factors for the Dodgers to win the World Series? Nick, I'll chime in first, and then you t- take it away. Listen, no one expected anything from Joey Gallo. So the fact that this guy hit a home run, Brandon Deutsch, is, Brandon Deutsch is expecting like a guy who's hitting like 120 to come in and um, hit He was home an all-star runs. just a year and a half ago. It was New York. Yeah. All right. So listen, uh, no one expected anything from Joey Gallo except for Brandon Deutsch. But... You don't need this. This is like a cherry on top of a massive Sunday. If you can get something from Joey Gallo, if you get something from Max Muncy, great. But the way this team is playing, Nick, the best team right now. Yeah, you better take a picture of Joey Gallo actually hitting something because it probably won't happen for the next 76 tries. More like Haley's coming. Um, no, these guys don't have to have... Um, and a significant impact every night. I mean, as you said, Arash, that these guys are built in a particular way where you may have Freddie Freeman one night, you might have uh, Mookie Betts, you might have Cody Bellinger hit one night, you might have Justin Turner, who actually hit, did well coming back off the, the injured list uh, last night. So they have a variety of guys. I mean, pick your poison. I mean, this is the best team in baseball for a reason. The lineup is stacked. Um, you have guys coming back, especially on the mound. Uh, and so the Dodgers, as they move into uh, on the road now, and they move closer to the, the playoffs, uh, this team is going to be very, very scary. As long as they stay healthy, they're going to be very scary to deal with uh, in the playoffs. Yeah, thirty-two and five since the start of July is the most dominant team in baseball. Again, I, you know, if Gallo and Muncie and Bellinger are hitting like this, right? And I know it's been more Muncie and Bellinger the past couple of days. Gallo's just that one hit. 
it's going to be really hard for even a team like the Mets with dominant pitching to beat this team in a series for or anybody for that matter to beat the Dodgers in a series. They just need above average pitching if their lineup is like this because they have the best lineup in baseball. Yeah, Max Muncy since the start of August, I mean, 385 slugging over almost 1400. Um, so he's he's starting to figure it out. It, it's going to be tough. Again, pitching wins in October, so that's really going to be the issue. I, I, as I've said a, a couple times on the show, if they lose in October, it's not going to be because of the bats. It's going to be because of the pitching. But they face Corbin Burns and Sandy Alcantara over the next week and a half, so those are going to be big tests. And before we move on, I do want to give quick shout to Chandler Redmond, who's a double-A prospect with the Cardinals, who did something yesterday that's never Amazing. been done in the major leagues, only been done once in the minor leagues. He hit for the home run cycle, which wow. means he had four home runs in the game, hit a solo home run, two-run home run, three-run home run, and a wow. grand slam. It was in, that was the best highlight of ESPN. The situation you've been put in just for the luck for you to get up with a guy on second, <laughs> then wow. two guys on, and the base is loaded. Never happened in the major league. Just want to give him a quick shout-out. Yeah, if Amazing. anybody watched that highlight, it was so sick. I, I, I still have chills from watching that highlight last night on SportsCenter. Um, moving on to the Rams. The Rams and Chargers will open the preseason against each other at SoFi Stadium. Both teams are amongst the top four Super Bowl favorites at Circus Sports. Could we possibly see an all Los Angeles Super Bowl and which team has a better chance to win it all this season? Nick, next? that would be a dream for me. Listen, we both know that the Chargers find a way to screw things up at the end, and I hate to say that, and listen, if anyone from Chargers land is listening, I don't mean it, but it's a little bit like the Clippers, um, you know, great on paper, we'll see if it happens, well, I'm really hoping that the Rams can do it again, it's hard to repeat, Nick, could we get an all Los Angeles Super Bowl, and if not, which team has the best chance? It was all a dream, and that's all it ever be with the uh, no, the Rams have the best chance as far as what they've done. Uh, they're bringing the band pretty much back together. They've upgraded at some position, especially a wide receiver with Allen Robinson. Big go up top. Um, I don't see the Chargers getting to the Super Bowl. Um, I just don't. I mean, I think they they are a very talented team, but not enough to get past the Buffalo Bills or the Cincinnati Bengals or even dare I say, possibly the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs. Um, the Rams, I think, could get back to the Super Bowl if they stay healthy, but they also have to make some key moves, i.e. re-signing OBJ at some point um, when he's going to be able to be medically cleared in return and then also possibly maybe upgrade in that secondary if they if less need can pull it off. Nick, I have a quick question for you. If they don't re-sign OBJ, um, which I'm glad he got his whatever. Um, I'm not the huge OBJ fan because you know I'm wow, a somebody fan. Salty. It, it is what it is, man. I, hey, I said I was glad that he got his, his you know. So, no, that was a backhanded compliment. Stop it. Um, Sodium levels are high. <laughs> but if they don't sign OBJ, the Rams are great at making adjustments and signing you know phenomenal talent regardless. Do you think that they can still win even if they don't re-sign him? It's going to be extremely difficult, especially depending on where OBJ goes. Whether he goes to the Cowboys, not so much of a threat. But if he ends up going to the Buffalo Bills, you got to book the Buffalo Bills Super Bowl champions, especially if they stay healthy because they are locked and loaded on offense and defense. And you got a, a great arm and guy like Josh Allen to get the ball to OBJ. So if you're the L.A. Rams, you definitely have to ensure maybe, you know, sacrifice, maybe put up your firstborn if you have to <laughs> or something to ensure that OBJ resigns with the Rams. But I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not not confident that LBJ will, comes back to L.A. I think he likes it out here. I think he likes the organization. It's a very well-ran organization. Um, they treated him well 
um, they will they they continue to communicate with him uh, throughout even his you know his rehab process. So I think that counts for something, and I think OBJ got a taste of what a championship is like, unlike with the, the previous sorry or organization of New York Giants on uh, the <laughs> Cleveland Browns. So. Um, he understands you could not compare the Cleveland Browns to the New York Giants. That is just sad. Both of y'all suck. <laughs> Both the Giants suck. haven't won anything in years. Yeah. Where, stop me when I'm lying. No, stop me when I'm lying. I'm not. I'm not denying it. But to put us on the same level as the Cleveland Browns, who have like y'all done. Y'all both suck. Oh, I, I, I still want to suggest that. Take a look back and just look at how. Well, wrong. that's like saying the Lakers. Yeah, they have 17 titles, but what? Are they? They're the ninth best team in the West right now. Like no one's saying. Oh, all wait, now you're going back on this. Now you're going back on this. Now you're going back. On this. That's like it. saying just because they have it. 17 titles, oh, they have to be considered an elite competition. No, they suck right now. They need to improve the roster. You know what I'm saying? I love how you just backtracked on that one. You totally. It's the just... same thing with the Giants. Just because they won two Super Bowls with Eli Manning and got lucky. I'm not denying that the Giants suck. I'm not denying that. I'm just saying that the. It wasn't a good org. It, it was not a good fit um, to have OBJ there. That's a fact. I'll, I'll that say. Is a fact. I'll say one more thing on this. I know we're running out of time, but like going back to the Chargers Rams thing, another big point is the Rams playing a weaker conference. Right? There's not as many good teams in the NFC this year, and they'll be able. They have a clear path to the Super Bowl. The Chargers would have to get through the Bills, Chiefs, everybody. So yeah, I mean, both teams are playing a tough regular season schedule. I think the Rams are just a little bit more you know well-oiled machine chargers are a little bit i mean they have guys that are, have been there for a while the proven guys but they're young i mean they, they got to figure it out along the way and not beat themselves and, and kick the field goals on fourth down so nick and bad ownership yeah 100 <laughs> percent. so nick we will have you on next week with the full segment and i would normally not bump you but i mean hopefully that you realize that this is going to be wwe champion drew mcintyre and in the next segment nick we got the miz so i mean this is a wwe filled uh day here and you're a fan and i'm a fan so uh, nick thanks so much for joining us we'll have you on again next week but listen we got to make room for drew mcintyre plus the miz my friend yeah, because he's awesome. That's right. That's right. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Nick. And as I said, without further ado, let's now go to my uh, chat with WWE superstar and first three-time guest of the Arash Markazi show, Drew McIntyre. All right, we are now joined by WWE. I can say he's a legend because he's one of my favorites. He's a champion. He's main-evented WrestleMania, Drew, Drew McIntyre. Drew, how are you? I'm excellent. I'm excellent. I know technically it's an audio interview, but I'm very disappointed you all are coming live from the white cell. <laughs> that was back probably in my the- favorite background I've ever seen. It really was. I mean, we were there hanging out with the uh, Jihei, and it was very tempting, you know, talking to you, Drew, and not, you know, grab a glass of Camus or something like that. But we we didn't. Uh, Drew, I was at SummerSlam at Nashville. I wish I was in Nashville back in my younger single days. I mean, the uh, you know it was twenty to one. Everyone was having a bachelorette party. What is it like to live there? It's pretty awesome to live there. I mean, I'm not as wild and crazy as I used to be. Yeah. I probably would have, I would have more fun there. Yeah, I used to live in Tampa. It's pretty crazy too. Um, but yeah, these days I live about twenty minutes outside of Nashville, more like a farmland area, away from all the craziness. And whatever I go down, I find myself seeing everyone having fun. The bachelorette parties, it's been up and down the street, and I'm thinking it's entirely too loud down here. So I know <laughs> I've got no. <laughs> Every time I go down there, I think it's entirely too loud. I just want to check out the Johnny Cash Museum. Leave me be. But it's you know a fun place to be. There's so much to see. I got into country music. 
about two years ago. Now I have myself some sweet cowboy boots, a sweet cowboy hat that goes with my kilt, and I'm now known as the uh, National Warrior. All right, Drew, tickets go on sale Friday for WrestleMania. WrestleMania goes Hollywood. It'll be April 1st and 2nd at SoFi Stadium. It was originally supposed to be here in 2020. Drew, you main evented that WrestleMania. I mean, it's a two-night event now. How crazy is this? Uh, I love the two days of WrestleMania, that whole weekend of WrestleMania. You know, initially, it was done out of necessity at WrestleMania 36. You know, uh, the company, rightfully so, felt like the world needed an escape during the height of COVID, a scary time. Let's give them WrestleMania night one and two. There's a whole weekend of escape, and we kept it going. And since then, right through to WrestleMania 39, it's so fine. I love it. You know, as a fan myself, even though I'm part of the roster, you know, when I was younger, if I get told, hey, you get to go for a week-long WrestleMania event, we got fan events all week long, we got Hall of Fame, we got Raw, we got SmackDown, and you get two days of WrestleMania, I would have lost my mind. And as a superstar, I lose my mind too. It is freaking awesome. And to be fair, seven hours of mania, yeah. it was pretty fun. You get a little tired eventually, and it's hard to get an Uber at like three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so splitting up into two days is perfect for everybody, in my opinion. This will be fantastic, Drew, because my favorite thing about the week is the fans who come from Europe. They come from all over the world. And this will be the first one where there's no travel restrictions, right? You don't have to test it and out and things like that. So this will be the first mania, I think, where there's going to be fans from like all over the world. How does that change the atmosphere? Again, it's my favorite event of the year. It's my favorite like Raw of the year, SmackDown of the year, because fans come here from all over the world. I mean, this past year we had fans uh, coming from all across the world, but I think it's going to be even more so, um, you know, in SoFi. I think for um, this past April, we had like 156,000 plus fans from all 50 states and 53 countries coming to WrestleMania. So now that things are, you know, getting back to normal, feel back to normal, and especially by WrestleMania, we'll be back to normal. I think we're just going to smash uh, that record completely and it's so cool and it was so cool this past WrestleMania at and to see all the fans in person to see so many countries coming back for WrestleMania after uh, missing them for a couple of years because those fans that come to WrestleMania are our most passionate fans in the world you know they come in and they can tell me more about my career than I can possibly remember and it was my favorite okay. time of the year and I can't wait to see them all once again True. Earlier, you talked about um, the fact that you are living out a little bit in farmland. I kind of wanted to go back to that really quick and ask, are you raising anything out there? Any like <laughs> sheep, goats? Are you like, you know, um, sustainably farming anything? Um, any veggies that you can you can bring to L.A. F- for us or anything? Uh, well, the missus wants to get on the, um, you know, making her own vegetables and the likes. And if you ask her, she would consider me with livestock having to raise a Drew. Just <laughs> how much work goes into taking care of a Drew and how much food it eats. I'm constantly grazing in the fridge and eating everything. She's always having to replenish it. <laughs> but, you know, it has been recommended to me uh, in the local area. Uh, a lot of people do have animals. Um, and it looks, you know, pretty fun. Like, I never really thought about it, but it's pretty cool to have some. No cows out there, you know, having a good time. A couple of horses and the likes. Go hang out with them when my day's off. We got two cats right now, but yeah, you never know what the future holds for Drew McIntyre. But I never thought I would be, you know, in a position where I'm excited to be out kind of in the middle of nowhere. I was always very much liking to be in the thick of things, to be in the party scene and all that. But these days, you know, my life's so crazy and busy as it is as a WWE superstar. You know, I love the complete opposite when I get home.
Drew, what is the highlight? Okay, so we know the two-night event. It'll be at SoFi, but during the week in downtown at Crypto.com Arena, they're going to have Raw, they're going to have SmackDown, they're going to have the Hall of Fame. A ton of fans will be there. Like, aside from the event, aside from the two-night event, what is your favorite part? I do love all the events. When I get to interact <laughs> with the fans, um, you know, one-on-one, now that especially we can be you know, close enough to interact. Um, but if I had to pick one, I would probably go with the Hall of Fame. You know, I love seeing all of those that um, you know, paved the way for us current superstars being honoured um, as they should be and hearing their stories and seeing them get so you know, emotional that people remember who they are and remember what they did for this industry. And it's wild to see what happens in a week-long WrestleMania. And if you look you know, the history of wrestling coming from smoky armories um, all the way to SoFi Stadium to a week-long event and to you know, hundreds of thousands of people. And uh, my goodness, like, I think last year, $205 million dollars was generated for the local economy in Dallas. It'll be the same, you know, if not more in LA, just like so much business is done through this industry now without those paving the way, you know, we wouldn't be living the life we're living now as WWE superstars and the fans wouldn't get experiences to get these days. Yeah, no, we, we actually talked to uh, Jimmy Hart earlier um, this week about having a physical Hall of Fame out there. Uh, Drew, I wanted to know your thoughts about that as well. I'm surprised it's not happened already, yeah. to be honest. I'm assuming there's plenty of reasons. I'm assuming the pandemic didn't help things, but you, know, you see this WWE show, Most Wanted Treasures, how much memorabilia we have, how much we're collecting. And uh, for people out there who have old memorabilia, if the WWE gets in contact, like, please don't be afraid to part ways if you're not... <laughs> You know, like really, really attached to it because um, like that physical museum will be visited countless times. Like I mentioned, the Johnny Cash Museum earlier downtown, just seeing how many people are in there paying their respects to the legend like Johnny Cash. I would love and can't wait for it to happen because it's going to happen to have that physical museum and people going around and learning about the past, learning about those who came before us and uh, having that physical museum. I'll maybe donate myself a sword too. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Drew, last question for you, and I will ask you the same question I've asked LeBron James and the Lakers and Clayton Kershaw with the Dodgers. These two teams in Los Angeles won championships, but they did so during the pandemic. There were no fans, and there's a beauty of winning a title with the fans and a sold-out crowd. You main-evented WrestleMania. You won a championship in the main event during the pandemic, though, right? No fans. How much does that motivate you to get back to that stage where, again, you can celebrate your moment, your moment with 75,000 fans? Yeah, it certainly motivates me. Um, like my like title victory came at a time, as we've talked about today, you know, during the first two-day WrestleMania, height of the pandemic, every other sport and entertainment company shut down. WWE was the only original content. And my match was the main event of the second day. Um, my first title match in 20 years and about a feel good story you know the guy who's been knocked down so many times picking himself up fighting Brock Lesnar for the title and I understood people were at home and this was their escape um, from the fear at the time and uh, my match and victory could bring a big smile to their faces and it did and our social media interactions went up 60% from the year prior with so much positive feedback I don't regret it at all considering the times we're living in nonetheless I did grow up imagining winning in the title with the fans there. I'm a two-time WWE champion. I've won it two times in front of exactly zero people. 
make Clash of the Castle on September 3rd in the UK, where I grew up, where I applied my craft. I have a chance uh, to win that title in front of 70,000 plus fans. So I don't even know where the tickets are at right now. I just know it's round about that area. It's in the UK. It's against Roman Reigns. He's been on fire, obviously, these past couple of years. Drew McIntyre's on fire right now, and this is going to be a huge main event on a huge show that I couldn't even have dreamed of. You're the best, Drew. It's such a pleasure to have you on. This is the third time you've been on the show. You're the first three-time guest on the Arash Markazi show. I can't thank you enough. Again, tickets go on sale oh, for yeah. the two-night <laughs> WrestleMania. Yeah, Drew, put that on your own. <laughs> of, 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 of like all the accomplishments. You're also that, Drew, serious. Yeah, I'm scribbling in my resume right now. <laughs> From the bottom of my heart, thank you so much, Drew, and we will talk to you soon. I uh, appreciate you for having me again. And uh, when I get to LA area, we're checking out that Wayne Cell. That's what we're yes, doing. Yes, absolutely. The fourth, the fourth episode from. Yes, <laughs> yes. we love it. Thank you absolutely. so much, Drew. Uh, take care, y'all. Appreciate it. Bye. All right, let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we'll be joined by our good friend, The Miz. When we return right here on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with 12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports with two ways to win and no rate. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with 12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas, play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for details. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi on the Mightier 1090 um, ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network in Hawaii. Let's go out to the Circus Sports Guest Hotline right now. Circus Millions and Circus Survivor Pro Football Contest with $12 million in guaranteed prizes are back. Visit CircusSports.com for details. And here he is, WWE superstar The Miz. The Miz, how are you doing, my friend? I am always awesome. When WrestleMania is coming to Hollywood, you know I'm good. We are so excited. There's so many big events here in Los Angeles. The last big one, Miz, was... The All-Star Game, and you shined at the Celebrity Softball Game at Blue Heaven on Earth, at Chavez Ravine. That was a more competitive softball game than, than I had seen in quite some time. What was that like? Oh, my gosh, man. I mean, anytime you can come in and play on where the Dodgers play. Like, I grew up as, like, in high school, I played baseball. And to be able to play where the Dodgers play and get to experience kind of a feel for what, you know, you know, I love baseball. I love softball. So to be able to hit a home run, get MVP, get the victory, uh, you know, pitch a little bit and have fun with a bunch of celebrities. I mean, it's always amazing, especially in L.A. with the weather. 
So, Miz, the next big event here in Los Angeles is WrestleMania. It'll be um, uh, April 1st and 2nd. It's a two-night um, event. Tickets go on sale Friday. What is it going to be like? Again, you've made this your home now for this event. And, again, you guys have traveled the country for this event to be here. Yeah, I mean, honestly, any anytime you have WrestleMania, anytime we have a WWE event, and I say this all the time, but our true goal is to make moments that last lifetime. Whenever you see a, a father and son or a mother and daughter and they are and they are at at the show, you want them to be talking about that show for years upon years upon years. And that's what we, we love to do. So people are always asking, well, what's going to happen when WrestleMania comes to Hollywood April 1st and 2nd? To be honest with you, I can't tell you that right now because you never know what is going to happen, but you can guarantee that you will take home a moment and that WWE will take over uh, L.A. for the entire week because you'll have Monday Night Raw, you'll have Friday Night SmackDown, you'll have Hall of Fame, and in and sprinkled in between all those weeks are a bunch of events that we will have where you can have autograph signings, meet your favorite superstars, leading all up to WrestleMania, uh, which is always incredible. I believe last year we had 150,000 people attend WrestleMania. So it's going to be a spectacle. It's going to be insane. It will be stupendous, if you will. Miz, your thoughts on it being two nights? I think it's fantastic. I was at the last one night one, which was in New York, and Listen, it, it, it's just a very long day, and I think we're all big fans, and we're there for the week. And again, like you said, we got Raw, SmackDown, Crypto.com, uh, you know, the Hall of Fame will be there. Your thoughts with this going to a two-night two thing? I love that it's a two-night event. I remember the long, long WrestleManias where they were like six hours, seven hours. Now you can split up into two days. You can pace yourself. And, you know, you can, uh, you know, lose your voice on the second night. Uh, hopefully you lose your voice at my match. Uh, but, uh, but uh, you know, if you, if you pace yourself, you can do it right. Uh, Ms. first of all, thank you so much for uh, being on the show. And um, ne- next of all, thank you so much for giving Austin from Southern Charm the business on Watch <laughs> What Happens Live. It just made my, it made my year. Um, a little documentary showed me that you were at Woodstock. 99 you were in the opening credit of it uh please tell me what that was like and what was your favorite band that performed you know what's funny like so when i i went to woodstock 99 i remember the like when my buddies were like hey we're going i'm like well i'm going with you i remember calling up uh on a real phone not like a cell phone because we didn't have <laughs> cell phones back then and uh and i called up and got my ticket it cost like a hundred bucks i think and uh we drove up from cleveland to rome uh, got our parking. We had a tent, and to be honest, I know I know there was a lot of like bad press and a, a lot of bad things that happened. Like I didn't experience that. Like Woodstock for me was incredible. I got to see all my favorite bands, and uh, honestly, you asked who my favorites were. Like watching Corn. Like w- w- in the in the documentary, they were saying like it was like I was trying to explain it to somebody, and I explained it exactly the way they explained it. It was like a wave of people, and you just see waves going up and down like when corn came on it was incredible uh, i thought kid rock was during the day it was like noon and i remember it was like 100 degrees the dude comes out in his like fur coat and i'm like oh my god and then he played every instrument and this is before kid rock was kid rock it was like ball with the ball was like out that was about it and so i mean he played every instrument he was a constant 
ever. And it was just an incredible concert to see. And uh, I had a blast. I know there was a, there, there was definitely a lot of garbage. And water, um, you had to buy water, um, which I had no problem with because I, I just bought the water. It was fine. Um, but, yeah, it was very dirty. But yeah, you didn't, I didn't never really notice it because I was always watching the concert. Miz, you've had one of the most storied careers in the company's history. When you came in, though, you know, I think there's this perception of, oh, we, we know him from the real world and things like that. But you worked your tail off to get to where you are right now. Was there a moment? Was there a match? And I know it didn't just happen with one night. But was there a moment where you, you felt like, OK, people don't view me that way? Like I put in the time again. Was there a moment when you think back to your career? Was there a match or a, a time where you're like, this is my time now? Um, not necessarily a certain time. Like I, I always feel like I'm always trying to prove myself. Um, no matter how many times, uh, I've been out there, you know, it's been 18 years, I think since I've been with WWE and I think I'm always, you know, have that back of my head, a little chip on my shoulder, uh, no matter what, because honestly, when I go out there, I get booed out of the building. I get chance of you suck. We can't stand you. And it's always a, yeah, he won the WWE championship. But yeah, he's won, you know, but he'll never win it again. Then I win the WWE championship again. Yeah, but he only had it for a week. Well, okay, well, he'll never win, you know, he'll never do a movie. Okay, then he does like six movies. Then he'll never do another reality show. Then he does Miz and Misses, you know, which, by the way, right now you can get all three seasons of Miz and Misses on Peacock starting tomorrow. So you definitely want to get that because it's an incredible show. It's funny, heartfelt, it. it's all about my family, <laughs> all about my life. It's amazing. But, you know, it's always a yes, but it's always like, yeah, he had a great match, but his next match will, will, will probably suck. You know, he did this, but there's always that but, which I'm always trying to, you know, get rid of the butts, but, you know, you're always going to have that. Ms. LeBron James has a d- decision to make, probably like following this year, whether he's going to stay in Los Angeles, which I think he will, or there's talk he may go back to Cleveland. Ms., my view is he's done all he can. I mean, he won a championship there, brought a championship back to Cleveland. What would what, what do you think LeBron should do? And do you think he has something left to prove? I mean, I think at this point he's one in Miami, he's one in Los Angeles, he's one in Cleveland. Here's what here's what I think, and I don't think Los Angeles is gonna like it very much. <laughs> I think he's gonna go back to Cleveland. And the reason I say this is because Bronny is gonna be coming up soon and he wants to play with his son where he started, where he has a school at, you know, where you know you know, where, where his home is. And I, I do believe, you know, as much as I live in Los Angeles and I do feel like this is home, my heart, every time I go to Cleveland, skips a beat because that's where I grew up. That's what the, 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 the beginning memories of everything I've ever done. And for him to bring a championship to Cleveland, like I don't think anyone understands what championships and winning teams does for the city of Cleveland. Um, you know, LA is such a huge, huge town, such a huge city. You know, they have so many teams that they can go for. You know, if the Browns do well, the city of Cleveland does well. If the, if the Cleveland Cavaliers do well, the entire city does well. So a person like LeBron James coming to Cleveland, it's not just about, you know, you know, Bron coming back and getting a championship. It's about the city succeeding and doing well. And that's exactly the type of power that he has. So that's what my hope is, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you have that as well as a future Hall of Famer in um, 
uh, in the WWE. I wanted to talk about the Hall of Fame. Speaking of, oddly enough, it's really weird that they don't have a phys- that you guys don't have a physical space for the Hall of Fame. Um, if and when that does happen, where would you personally like it to be? Uh, you know, I think it's got to be either New York City because that's kind of where the hub of 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 WWE has always been like that's where it kind of started and it got its presence. Uh, so I always think that New York would definitely be the, the spot for a, a hall of fame or a type of, yeah, like a hall of fame type of building. Liz, the connection that sports teams have with you guys, I think is fascinating when they win a championship. It's not only the trophy, they have a championship belt. You see it in the parades, you see it on the field, you see it on the court. Uh, talk about that connection again, because you are a real sp- sports fan. I think those guys want to be where what you're doing. I, I saw D- Dwight Howard at SummerSlam, and he was like a kid in a candy store. I mean, he was having so much fun. Talk about that connection. Yeah, it, it's pretty incredible whenever you see sports stars, you know, kind of doing the moves we're doing or cutting promos like we cut. You know, you'll see Giannis always uh, in, uh, playing around with the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, Dwight Howard was at SummerSlam, and they were having a blast. The entire team of, like, the Tennessee Titans were all at SummerSlam. So it, it's amazing, you know, the effect that we have, you know, not just on, you know, you know, you know, sports stars, but celebrities, but, uh, and, and just everybody, you know, that gets involved. I mean, everyone has a certain point in time when they enjoyed, you know, wrestling, I believe. And, uh, whether it starts when you're older or younger, it doesn't matter because it's for all ages. The Miz is joining us. Tickets for WrestleMania here in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium go on sale Friday. What an amazing Miz! What is it like to perform in front of seventy-five thousand people again? You are the same superstar, whether it's ten, twenty. But what is it like when you are in a Super Bowl venue, a five billion dollar stadium? Tell me what that is like. Stadiums just have a different energy. You know, you're you're, you're performing in front of so many people, and it's sometimes, to be honest with you, it's hard to hear them because there's so many of them. And the noise needs to trickle up to the ceiling to trickle back down. And then you'll finally hear exactly where the audience is at. So it takes about a second longer than it would in an arena. So it's a different vibe, but it, there's nothing quite like a stadium show. And I cannot wait. I like, I've never been to SoFi. Wow. Tonight is actually the first time I'm going to be at SoFi at our launch party, which by the way, sold out in a matter of seconds yeah. and minutes. Uh, you know, which is always incredible because we've got Snoop Dogg, Jojo Siwa, we have, you know, Gabriel Iglesias, we have, you know, all the WWE, a bunch of WWE superstars. We're like, we're putting on a show, a legal sample size for, you know, the city of Los Angeles. I can't wait to see SoFi. I've never, I've never been inside it and I can't wait to kind of see it. It's the most unique stadium, and I've told people, like, I've been to Vegas, I've been to some some of these new ones. It's indoor, it's outdoor, you got the beautiful scoreboard. Ms. last question for you. What was it like performing with no fans? I've talked to LeBron, I've talked to Clayton Kershaw with the Dodgers, because they won with basically no fans, and they had no parade, and they, they kind of want to win one, so they have that. What was it like for you? You feed off the fans. What was that like? I always look at things as, you know, a, a learning experience and to be better and to do better. 
you know, that was a completely unique experience because there was no fans. There's no reactions. We're so used to a fan reaction playing off the crowd. You know, fans interaction is what we do. So as superstars and we feel as the best entertainers in the world, you know, it's our job to continue what we're doing. Even if there aren't fans, we know fans are watching at home and we kept going through the pandemic because we knew people needed you know, some sort of form of entertainment. They needed something to laugh about, you know, when all the drama was going about. And that's what we, we, we did. We put that, that forth. And so to be able to do that was uh, an honor. And it taught me a lot uh, about who we are as an entertainment company, as a WWE, and what we will do for our fans. Miz, you're the best. Thank you so much for joining us. WrestleMania goes Hollywood. There's no one more Hollywood, and I say that as a compliment because we are here in Hollywood than the Miz. Miz, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, that was the uh, Miz. WrestleMania goes Hollywood. It'll be at SoFi Stadium. It's been two years in the making, Jihei. We were waiting for it back in 2020. Then the pandemic happens. They um, had it with no fans. Then they had it in 2021 in Tampa. We're familiar with Tampa. So that was the first night. So they did it two nights with no fans. They did it two nights in Tampa, mainly because it was reduced capacity. And then they realized, like, I think we could sell tickets for two straight nights. So last year, no, not this year, in Texas, at Cowboy Stadium, back-to-back sold-out crowds. This upcoming uh, year in 2023, once again, back-to-back sold-out crowds. And you should be, hopefully, you got invited to the party tonight. Miz will be there. Snoop Dogg will be there. I am definitely going to try and make it to the launch, for sure, definitely. Especially since I, I, hopefully, I'm not going to lie to you, I do watch... Ms. and Mrs. because I'm a reality show junkie. So I actually do watch their show and I can't wait to to meet him. And technically, I really can't wait to meet his wife. That's oh, yeah. what I really am looking forward yeah. to meeting. I yeah. thought Brandon and Jake would be like bigger, you know, fans, you know, because I, no, I grew up WWE thing. fans. And it's like, I think I think Jake and Brandon are familiar with them, but they're, they're not like... Like, I still am a kid. Like, I'll go ringside. <laughs> I'll lose my mind ringside. And I'm 42 yeah. years old. Yeah, I feel like it's a generational <laughs> thing for you guys yeah. too because I mean, like, we're just different. I, I mean, mean we're I baseball grew up, fans. As I young grew up with people, people who were really like, into you know, it. Like, I, I just never, it was just never my thing. Like, I, I, I totally understand it. I've watched my fair share because I've been around yeah, people yeah. who, who grew up on it. Um, similar to what you guys were talking about, but just for me personally, it was just never my thing. So if it helps you as any, it was never my thing until high school, which there is really, really weird that it happened in well, high school. Because when we were in high school, it was like, you know, it was the rock DX and, and the rock yeah. and Stone Cold. That was like the, the rock. rock. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. But I actually, the reason why I got in, involved and really into it was because my boyfriend was into uh. it. And so, and all of his friends, they would go to WrestleMania. They would go to cage matches. They would go to the ladder matches. They would go to oh, like, that's awesome. oh, like insane. Like they, they were obsessed uh, with the, at the time, what was called the WWF, not the WWE. But um, yeah, so I, every single Saturday I would be watching it and then Raw came. So I'd watch it every Monday with them. And so um, I would watch sports yeah. with them as well. Cause he was the starting center for our team, but you know, wrestling was always on the docket. So I ha- kind of had to fall in love with it. I was so bummed, you know, because I, I come in and I say, hey, listen, guys, 
Don't get too excited, but we're going to have The Miz. We're going to have Drew McIntyre. And it was like I Crickets. made it. They would have been more excited <laughs> if I said this AAA baseball player, you know, or something no, like that. No, that's, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Come on. But you by the way, so convinced. No, just yeah, kidding. <laughs> uh, quick update. I'm going to be at Circa tomorrow. And, and again, you guys all know Circa Millions, Circa Survivor. They're having a party for the contestants who have signed up for Circa Millions and, and Circa Survivor. So I'll be uh, coming to you and um, you, you're, you're, you're going to go out to Vegas next week. So because yeah. I was going to say, do you need me to place any bets for you? I think you have a, a system in place where you're going to kind of go out there and um, I'm waiting for the odds bets. to be in my favor. Like I try every single season for football. I try to go there when I I was going to go for the, the week that we went yeah. and I was going to um, post some bets, but the odds just weren't what I wanted. So I'm just, I was like, the you know, what? I'm just going to wait about sports gambling. It's exhilarating and it's great. But even someone like me that does all the stats and can tell yeah. you how many times a team has been a team. It's, it's all luck at the end of the oh, day. Sure. You can't predict what's going to happen. That's why Vegas always it's the wins. The beauty of sports though, really, right? It is, you it know? is. And it's exhilarating when you do win, but you have to remember that you're probably going to lose nine out of 10 times. But that's also why they call it gambling. Yeah, like, exactly. It, exactly. It's fun. Like I know yeah. guys who can't even watch sports anymore without gambling. Like that's how crazy it's become. You know, Vegas, Vegas is Vegas because because <laughs> it's a losing game. That's but right. I mean, it's people people do it. I've done it. It's just I mean, yeah. it's part of what it I is. try to limit myself. Like the 49ers <laughs> bet to win the Super Bowl this year. I don't know if I'm going to do it. That's different though. I mean, if you want to put if you want to put the money down on your just, team yeah. to yeah. win a Super Bowl before the year, sure. But I mean, if you're betting every single game and you're betting, I mean, random sports like that, during the pandemic, I know people oh, who are right. betting on ridiculous things. On like the Korean, like the Korean pong, baseball Russian league, ping pong. And, yeah. um, I know people who sat outside in front of their house with their friends and bet on the color of the next car that was going <laughs> to drive by. You know, people found ways to do whatever. I mean, in all fairness, it was the pandemic, so I kind of feel <laughs> their pain. Going on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, you know, I mean, it's going to be fun. By the way, they, they had a big um, a big rainstorm th that was happening at Circa. And I don't know if you saw the clip. I don't know if I texted it to you. But it hit the sports book. I mean, the sports book was dredged. It's totally fine now. But... What like, about all the um, all the screens and everything like that? There was water coming like out of one of the TV screens, and I'm thinking like, what the heck happened here? Like, I think a pipe must have exploded or something like that. But we're looking forward to going. I, out I there. think I saw that not yeah, knowing right? it was circa. circa. But <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I did. I did see that video. And it yeah. was just like, oh my god, like that's like our home away from home. There. I mean, so. that's what I when I feel bad for that book, right? Because because it's it is all outdoors and it is. You know, it's not but exactly. But this is the, the one indoors. The pipe oh, broke. No, it was indoors. the one indoors. Yeah, the, the one outdoors is, you know, that happens. Right. But, um, Jake, when is your 21st? When is your 21st? My 21st birthday? is a month from yesterday. Right. So, September, so we are going September to, 10th. When, uh, when Jake comes back here, because he's going to be leaving us, and we'll do a big thing when Jake goes back uh, home to Wisconsin, not home, school in Wisconsin. But, uh, yeah, they, I mean, he could not join us for March Madness. He could have, but it would not. I mean, you have to be 21 just to go into Circa. Yeah. Like, you, 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 you can't even just say, I'm going to go grab so a, be. a cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so... Sorry, um, sorry about I mean, it. I have, I have, I have different thoughts on that one, but we don't have enough time to go into it. Yeah. Hey, but, if you can serve your country, you can, you can drink. In my opinion, that's a good point. That's a good point. I will agree with you there. Uh, but yeah, excited to head out to Vegas. Excited for listen. Now we have some preseason football. We got Rams, Chargers. So finally, we got more sports than just baseball. All right, that's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is a Rosh Bonkansi saying: Stay safe and stay healthy. Westbound.
This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing. Currency chasing worldwide through the heart. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.